Excuse me, princess. We're talking about Zelda, Laura. <laughs> do you like Zelda? What's your favorite Zelda game? Twilight Princess. Twilight Princess? Why do you like Twilight Princess? Because it has a wolf. Mm. Honestly, that was probably Twilight Princess came out around the time that the movies Twilight came out, where it's like oh. romanticized goth culture. Oh hell! And it was just perfect for me. <laughs> it was all about vampires and werewolves and color purple and red and black, and it was just Nintendo couldn't have timed that better. Yeah, Team Jacob. Zelda's the main hero. Gets you. What are you guys talking about? Yeah. Lionel's. What is it? What, what, what? So there's, yeah. So imagine a very angry centaur cat. Breath of the Wild Link is still the hottest. No. Okay, so the bird is ravioli or ruvoli or whatever. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Kill, kill, kill. Did you say dreamfish? Yeah. A dreamfish, yeah. Dreamfish. Dreamfish. Yep. Yep. How is the podcast? How? Oh, that. Um... <laughs> I, I'm Pinkie Pie level of excitements here. Oh, Jason, Jason, we have a checklist. Yes. Everything always has a checklist. Have you checked in? Go on. I'm going to call attendance. Jason Aguilar. Yeah, I'm here. All right. First responsibility taking for. Have you challenged me yet this morning? Yes. Okay. Are you speaking your mind and your opinion? Are these wholly your own thoughts and opinions and not the opinions of the show? Yes, sir. Cool. Also true. And other duties is assigned. Like make a local recording. Okay. Anyway. Hey, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, if, I, if I was on my computer, I would. But Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. All right. You know ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Know-It-All and the Optimist. Today, we have a guest. I'll let her introduce herself. 
Hi, I'm Sarah Testone. I am a longtime Zelda player and a good friend of Jason's. And if you haven't caught on, and for the video that you will not be seeing, we will be talking about Zelda today. Um, because I have played every Zelda game that counts, and because I have a personal bias, the ones on the Game Boy do not count. But we'll probably argue about that. The reason they don't count is because I never owned them. And so because I never owned them, they don't count. You know, perfectly sound logic there. Um, there are exceptions to that rule. But we will be talking about Zelda. And Jason, mm -hmm. well, he's a longtime Zelda fan. Yeah. No, you know. He so much knows that, yeah, right, Zelda's the main hero. Well, I mean, his name's on the his name is on the title, right? I mean, that's that's who I played when I was a kid with that little guy, the little on the Nintendo, the little yeah. guy with the hair and the green yeah. suit, and mm -hmm. the boomerang, and then the the newer boomerang, and then there were bombs and bu bombs, and there were puzzles to do, and there were keys and keys. Oh yeah, lots of keys. Yeah, they flew around. And you do the da -da -da -da, right. Yep. So I mean, oh, very very much a part of my video gaming experience back in the day. Mm -hmm. Vivid memories. So how do we want to break this down? How do we want to get started? You know, this is, we, we want to talk about Zelda. Um, okay. I got an idea. Why do you like Zelda? Why do you love Zelda and playing those games? Actually, I have an idea first. That's, that's a great introduction thing. I have a, I have a thing first. Should Sarah say anything more about herself or should we just assume that she's always been here? I don't know. What would you want to know? Um, I'm a college student. You're the expert here. Uh, I'm about to graduate next. Yeah, I'm about to graduate next quarter um, as in winter 21. And um, it's going to be two degrees, accounting and management information systems. Uh, my long time, long term career goals would have to be I want to be a forensic accountant. Have you ever seen the movie The Accountants? It's kind of similar to that where I'm, I may not be a shooting people like Ben Affleck, but I am finding where uh, people are stealing money, basically. So I'll be starting with audit and then all that. <laughs> I have a friend that's an accountant who audited big companies in Houston and his his joy with that is he always could like, he gets to go in and if anybody's giving him gruff, he has a direct phone line to the board of directors not just the you know he can go above the ceo and get the paperwork he wants because he's nice. going in there to audit the company yep yep it's uh, accounting like you don't work for the company when you're an accountant either you work for the public because you are um proving that all their numbers are correct or you're working for the government because you're proving all their tax forms are correct um yeah that's why accountants are kind of not happy. <laughs> it's heavy stuff, man. Cheerful people. Cheerful people. Oh, yeah. Um, Jason, should we do any follow-up or should we skip it this year? Well, um, kind of up for whatever, man. I just got up like about 15 minutes ago. So halfway through a cup of coffee and that's you. That's, that's kind of how I gauge where to go. Oh, you made your cup of coffee before the show started this time. Yeah. Tradition. There's traditions in this life, Jason. All right. I think we should start. Why do we love? Je Why do we love Zelda? Um, so uh, I'll start. Um, well, back in my youth, me and my brother scraped together the hundred and whatever so bucks it took to buy the original NES system. 
I have the box somewhere. At some point, my brother lost our NES. So I no longer have our NES. I had to go buy myself a nice, expensive um, thing that plays my old cartridges. But the second game I ever bought for the NES was Zelda. And I played that a lot. Because my brother was good at Mario. He had those, those reflexes for Mario. I didn't have the reflexes for Mario, but I did have the puzzle-solving skills for Zelda. And also, a subscription to Nintendo Power. So, Oh, yeah, we had that, too. Yeah, that was clutch. And, and, you know, the original Legend of Zelda, I think, for the entire run of Nintendo Power was always, like, in first and second place. They always had that chart saying the top games you would be able to call and vote in or something. Like, who's the top games? And Zelda was it. So, since playing the original Zelda, it is the game I always wait for. It's the thing that makes me buy every system of Nintendo. I've never been an Xbox player. I've never been a PlayStation player. Always Nintendo. Have had every system, except the Game Boys. Um, and Zelda... That was my jam. That's my favorite game. You know, Breath of the Wild is awesome. We could just go through... We, at some point, we're going to have to go through all the games chronologically. But, why do I like... Why do I like Zelda? Zelda, uh, he's the hero. Um, he's not the hero of all of us. That's Flash Gordon. But, he is, you know, a silent hero that you can project himself. He has so little emotion, it's so easy to project yourself into those roles. That's why I like Zelda. I guess it's uh, my turn. Sure. Why I love Zelda. Yeah. Um, it, the game series itself has uh, family history. Carl, I'm about to make you feel really old. I'm mm -hmm. sorry. <laughs> but my dad is the one who played the original Zelda when it came out. He was sick with a flu for like over a week. It was really bad. And the only thing he had to entertain himself was that he happened to buy Zelda right before. And he learned like every like secret bush to burn, every cave, every turn he could do, the second level of Zelda. And of course, when I came around in his life, um, I would just watch him play a lot. Um, I remember standing on a box, um, watching him play A Link to the Past. I like that one a little more because it was more colorful. It you know, is a better game. Better detail. Yeah. And like, you know, like not the route the Zelda one was great, but it was very limited by the system of itself. Um, but I would stand on a box and like when he would like press B to swing the sword, I would like have a little foam pool noodle and then swing that as well like I was kind of trying to VR it like a very prototype VR <laughs> you know just kind of delayed reaction and you know I would be I would be Link you know and then of course as you know I started to understand what thumbs are for I started playing too I wasn't very good um Ocarina of Time it took me far too long to get past the Great Deku Tree, way too long. There was one room. That was so it's Ocarina of Time. Your first is that your first game? The first game that I finished. Yeah. Actually, 
when I think back to it, I remember Majora's Mask more. That one I could actually go through. The, the, the Deku Tree I just kept getting stuck at, but Majora's Mask, like I would watch my mom play it and she had a game guide for it. So she always went by it step by step to a point where I could remember as opposed to like a player just kind of randomly running around. And that one I would say is my first, but considering that they came out at about the same time, like 1997, 1999 or so, maybe 2000 for Majora's Mask, and I was born in 1995, they're, they're mostly interchangeable in my mind when it comes to timeline. I have something to say about secrets, and I have something to okay. say about the timeline of Zelda, but first, Jason, why do you love Zelda? Well, you know, Sarah, you said something that kind of... Um struck a chord with me that I didn't realize was there. Um, so we put, as soon as we got the Nintendo, we, we were gamers, like immediately. Um, it was always the whole, uh, you know, Christmas was like when we would get video game stuff because it was so much a part of like what we wanted to do with our time. This is I'm talking about my brother, Bobby and me and I. Sorry. Anyhow, we would, um, we would always want to play and of course, started off with Mario and Duck Hunt. That's what came with the system, and that was fun. We played the heck out of that, and we both were pretty good at it. But when Zelda came out, um, it was this—it was this whole other thing of, uh, of like, that's what got me into, I think, role-playing games. Like now, these days, uh, there's all kinds of online. Everyone's playing online, online, online. Everyone's, you know talking with the friends, playing with the friends, teaming up, doing all these things. And I am stuck looking, seeking for um, these storyline uh, solo adventures that I get to go through. And every now and then you can bring people in. But for the most part, I want to, I want to go up against the story. I want to go up against the game and like do all the stuff that the game has. And the older I'm getting, the more I'm like realizing I really want to kind of challenge whatever that game creator had, whatever that studio had. Look at the vistas that show up right in the game. Uh, go through the puzzles and solve them. Look for all the little stories, read the little histories and the little pieces of paper and stuff that you find in game. And uh, I think that started with Zelda because here's a game that, yeah, there's a puzzle aspect and there's, you know, the action of, you know, Move left, move up, move up, move right, move down, throw a thing, plant a bomb. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, select, start. You know, th yeah, there's still timing and stuff, you know, but it was uh, it was that first game that kind of made me, like when you said burning a bush, you know, burning the right bush, I started remembering going through the deserts and those little, what were they called? The things that they were like uh, kind of round, they shoot the little round ball thing. What are, the octopus things. What are those called? Sarah, you're the expert. Octopus, what are they? They, they got to have a name. I never knew. Um, so they didn't really have names in the first game. Yeah, but they they, they have they've evolved? they've evolved names. Um, yeah. But, oh gosh. I mean, it, it's okay. If you remember, let me know. But um, my point is like mm. that whole adventuring thing was so new. Like it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't open world. But it's the first world I got to like actually travel through because 
uh, Mario was just you show up at this level and do this level thing. And then it's like, uh, you know, they, they erase that level and then you go into a new level and there's no real continuity. But in Zelda, it felt like you were traveling through a map, you know, because you were. And you had to remember that because there was no save feature, really. After Rocks. And it was just... What was it called? Yeah. Octo Rock. Octo Rocks. Octo Rocks. Link sh- link in the show notes. I, I like Nintendo's uh gaming. Oh, not gaming. Uh, their nomenclature. That's the word. <laughs> right underneath Octo Rocks in the uh, l- internet link I'm going to is P Hat. P Hat. <laughs> next to yeah. the next to the poles voice and the poles voice with the cat things with the whiskers. Nice. I always thought of them as bunnies. Yeah. But yeah. I did too. I thought they were like bouncy bunny cats. Yeah. It's kind of like it was my it, it's kind of like Lego. Everybody has their own nomenclature. You know, that that also introduced money to me actually. I'm thinking about this more. It's all coming back. Cuz Zelda was the first time I had uh I had money I had to worry about cuz I didn't make money. You had to save up to get the tunic. Yeah, you wanted the red ones, the blue ones, right? And then uh you just had to save up and go pay the ferry. Go pay the ferry, and then you get some stuff. I don't know, man. It made, it gave me a real sense of accomplishment. Because we had been playing games since Nintendo. And that's since Nintendo, since Atari, right? And even before Atari, we had this crazy thing. It was like this uh, tan and metal uh, pad thing with two little tan keys. And you would just hit these buttons, and then you would play, like, Pong on a TV. We've been playing video games for a long time. But um, yeah, Zelda kind of set it off. And I think about it because since then, we always, we, I've always thought like an RPG style, like give me more story, give me more things to do. And my brother Bobby, man, he went all the way and since uh, he met Final Fantasy, like he was all in on that. You know, always has been. Dragon Warrior. So I think like Dude. some of some of the other earlier games I had was Dragon Warrior and Final Fantasy One, which is probably some different number in Japan. Dragon Warrior. I'm looking at the official artwork versus what it looked like in the game. Mm. The Lionels are so cute. Nothing <laughs> like they are in Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Yeah. There's a link oh, in the yeah. sh- There's a link in the show notes if you want to scroll through it, but oh the Lionels, they're so cute. Also, the what was all right, in uh, jumping ahead. First Lionel you fought in Breath of the Wild. Which one was it? Oh gosh. Oh no, that's a uh, that's a dangerous question. Mm. Um, I think I. And was it as terrifying of like what the hell is this and why can't I kill it? <laughs> yeah, um, I think the the one that I first encountered was the one next to Zora's domain. Okay, where they kind of told you to go after this Lionel because there's um oh uh, cause... electric arrows around this area. The one up on the hilltop. Yeah, the one on the hilltop because. I, I was terrified of everything in that game because um, I, I just, I don't know what it is. Like, it's a game. I have been playing Zelda games all my life, but like when Link dies, I feel like I die. Mm. So I just have that extra layer of protection. Like I just associate Link with me so much. I think it's partially because um, I like he was, I guess you could say one of my dolls as a kid. Like, I would pick up the game and then, like, make him go around and pretend that he's playing house or something like that. Like, little kid stuff, but I could do with a video game character. 
Um, but yeah, that was the, the that was the first one, and I thought it was strange that he shot an arrow up in the air. I was like, huh, maybe this AI is broken, and then it hit me. Yeah, and then like you try to sneak up on it, literally, and then I die. Yeah, you try to sneak up on it, and it like gets you. What, what are you guys talking about? Yeah, Lionels. What is this? What what what? So there's yeah. So imagine a very angry centaur cat with huge buff muscles. A centaur cat. Okay, so like built like Hulk Hogan. Okay, but like a a cat face, well, a lion face with a big mane, and it shouts and yells, stampedes towards you. Um, it it hits so hard, and they're just kind of randomly out, and they're very territorial of their area. If you ever find an area where there's no, does it have horse feet? Yes. Oh, but but claw clawy hands. Yeah, they are claw hands. Uh, no, I think it's like human the, hands. They're worse than Ganon. Human hands. Yeah. Yeah. Lion hands. Um, but yeah, they're they're just lion tail or horse tail. Trying to think. These are important. I think it's like a lion tail. Hmm. Yeah, you're thinking of a mythological creature that's similar to it. No, I'm just trying to visualize. I don't doubt that you know Nintendo. Yeah, but anyway, like the only does it have hair or fur? Uh, well, take a look at my screen, Jason. With with Zelda, yeah. Link in the show notes. Yeah, and it's like holy crap, like three times the height of Link or something like that. Huge sword, a sword that's big as Link. Bigger. He's like a demon. No, he's a thundercat. Yeah, yeah he's like a. De- he's not a thundercat. He's a th- thunder, thunder, thunder ho. He's a thundercat. How dare you, sir? That thing has horns. That, Whatever it is. And that red one is like one of the lower level ones. You yeah. Know? So there, there's more terrifying ones. In fact, that's the one on top of the hill. Oh. Mm-hmm. The only monster that... The first one? Yeah. I was going to say. Um, well, the only monster that's ever caught me surprised, like the Lionel has, is the giants in Skyrim, where you run up, and then all of a sudden they send you off into the moon. Oh, yeah. Because they just hit so hard, you fly up. That's a very good point. Like, the first Lionel in Breath of the Wild that I encountered, I was going up the road that goes along, the old the old way that goes up along the river, as you head up the snowy mountain. Mm-hmm. And you go through that gate, and there's a pond, and there's a Lionel waiting there. I'm like, oh, there's another monster, and I'm kind of creeping up on it, creeping, you know, like, I kind of climb up the side, and I'm peeking out, and peeking out, and yep, it sees me, shoots up in the air. Arrows raining down on me. Yeah. That freaked me out. That sounds crazy. All right. I want to get back to secrets in the game real quick, though. But anything else you want to add, Jason? Yes. Um, so, uh, okay. The other thing I loved about... Well, I don't know. I guess it's like the same thing. I was just looking through a timeline on Wikipedia, and I was five when the original Zelda hit, and then I was ten when A Link to the Past hit. And A Link to the Past, I spent so much time in. That one really, um, that solidified like my love for both RPG uh, as a genre, uh, action RPG, I guess, as a genre. And then uh, that's why, I guess that's why I loved it. There was never a doubt. When did you start playing D&D? Oh, I, I entered D&D like late in the game, man. Like I was, I was into my 20s already, like 20. Okay. Seven. Like that. Yeah. So junior high for me um i wasn't that cool <laughs> so on the switch it has all the old you know you can get if you get the 
the whatever that thing that lets you play online. Online, the, yeah, the online pass. Yeah, online pass. Whatever Nintendo calls it. Got it so we can play Splatoon. Um, but it has the original Zelda you can play. And so I said, I'm going to go back and beat this game. But this time I won't have Nintendo Power with me. I'm going to see how much of this I remember. And so I got... Oh, good luck. Uh-oh. No, I got... I mean, Okay. <laughs> see, the timeline. I have the timeline here. The, the original Zelda... And I have a good link uh, for a Verge article that has the timeline. February 21st, 1986. And if I can remember correctly, the NES came out in 85 for the holiday season. I'll have to look that up. The NES? The NES came out in 85 for the holiday season. So like November, September, I think. But I'll have to look it up. But, so, good lord, that's like 30 years ago. I walked up to a bush and I said, there's something in there. Burnt the bush. Sure enough, I remember where that was. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. Reassuring. Yeah, man. But yeah, yeah, it's always finding the secrets. Um, <laughs> which leads to my lifelong obsession of being completed completeness. I have not played Breath of the Wild for a while now, but last time I checked, I think I was up to seven hundred Korak seeds. Nice. Without using any strategy guide, just taking a map of Breath of the Wild with a pencil laying out a grid pattern, putting on the mask, and then doing a grid search. Well, that's impressive. You know, you're making me realize when I play a Zelda game, like a, like a great Zelda game, like original, like A Link to the Past, like Breath of the Wild, it makes me feel like I'm doing something right. <laughs> like, this is a solid good choice. You're making good choices. You know, absolutely. Yeah, it's like reassuring, like that I'm not um, wasting my time. That's always the threat of video gaming, right? That it's a waste of time. I know people, I know, but this is how I think. And um, yeah, it makes me, it's like, uh, what's it like? Like that feeling after a good workout or something, you know, where you're like, man, I did something good. Yeah. You know, like no matter what, this was a good choice. Yeah. So You know what's a bad choice? Factoro. It don't yeah. don't don't get started on it. It's a terrible game. I don't even know what that word is. What does that mean? But I got but I gotta play it because I want to like oh look, the next achievement. It's, oh. Oh no. It's not a good Your game. Achievement hunter. Oh it, I I like oh look, I just built a nuclear power plant and what was I doing? And hmm. Look, resource management. Hey look, I can like use binary computers to program things. It's almost like Minecraft. Danger, danger, danger. Um, the other thing I was looking at this timeline going Legend of Zelda 86, February of 86, a year later, The Adventures of Link. Mm-hmm. Only a year That's the gold one. We're talking about that one. Uh, we, <laughs> we can talk about it. Did you play it? Go on. What do you got? What do you got for us? Honestly, I've only been able to play a little bit of it. Like, it's on the Switch. It, it's just. There's a lot of, yeah, yeah, it's, it's been on my list, but, you know, as a, as a college student, it's like, I have to prioritize, and, like, when I'm not in school, I have to study for my CPA exam, and I feel like that's easier than Zelda 2. Yeah, because you can jump. Because, yeah. No, it's a waste. Which is uh, interesting, and I thought I'd enjoy it, but it's, it's just. It has a, it, 
It's like, it, it could have been any other game. It just has a Zelda skin on it, you know? Yeah, they missed big time on that one. Mm-hmm. It was a... I don't think they, I don't think that, they missed the market. It didn't, it didn't take off, but Mario was a big game. They were trying to do a Zelda franchise, and so they were trying to do a side-scroller Zelda. I can see why. Yeah. It was a horrible game. That's what you didn't say. You were trying to say it. Mm-hmm. It's okay, I'll say it. It was a horrible freaking game. It was not good. Like, even the ducking... I mean, it's not the worst Zelda game. The dunking... Really? There's worse than that? Ooh, what's the worst Zelda game? There's the CDIs. CDI? Tell me more. So, it's at least um, Zelda 2. It's not the worst Zelda game. There's a Zelda CDIs. That, um, it's like, they made it for something akin to a DVD player. That's not that, that's so not have that you Japanese ever bought, one like, that a, had updates through a primitive internet. Kind of, yeah. And, because I've seen some YouTube. Oh, you're talking, you're talking like it's more like, I was like, you're talking more like um, Dragon Slayer, the, the Laserdisc game. I haven't played that one, but... Yeah, it is it is a laserdisc game. And you it's kind of like watching a Zelda cartoon with a very very low budget. But, you know, it's it's where uh it's where you just kind of like I think it was either point with a remote or you just keep pressing buttons to see what you can select and then you press A and then it it's just it's so hard. Yes, some of them were like a timing thing. You had you had to hit like Basically, they like because Laserdisc had a jump to chapter marker, and so you had to precisely hit the jump to chapter marker at a to- at a certain time frame. Otherwise, you went to the next animation. That doesn't count. That what you described, Sarah. That is not a Zelda game. I'm sorry. It's it a doesn't game. count. Then fits criteria. I mean, it has Link no. and Zelda. No, and Ganondorf. It's, it's a game. That is a no. That's a story. It's a I, story. It's a story. You click on things. Did you guys ever watch the Zelda cartoon? Oh no, no, that was a. Excuse me, princess. Of course, I thought. Exactly. Thank you. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> I love those, man. Those were so. That I was mean, I don't remember. My favorite. Oh. Yeah, I don't remember the storyline. Was there one? I remember in the first episode, Link was being a pervert by like watching Zelda's bedroom from a distance, from what I remember. <laughs> and just his snarky personality, just, just I did not like it. Mm. I was so excited when I heard that there was a Zelda cartoon, and then just so disappointed. It, it was it was pretty cool. But you know, you could also say the same about Mario. Well, the, it, well, it was part yeah. like of a, it was like a part of a block so there was like a mario cartoon and a zelda cartoon they came back to back and so there was a mario brother cartoon that came on at the same time you know and the plumbers didn't have you know special shoes and big foam what was that whoopie goldberg movie with like the foam dinosaurs and they were buddy cops do you guys do you, do you... it was it was definitely just a mario movie i remember it though and like ganon oh no no, no. like have you ever seen the mario movie or no not ganon but uh king bowser yeah, I've seen it. Mm-hmm. And uh, King Bowser was just some weird green dude. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that one didn't make any sense. <laughs> it, it tried. The, the, the video game to movie crossover thing, that's uh, been a tough nut to crack for a long time. Like, very few pulled it off. Yeah, look at all the Resident Evil movies. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, at least those are simple. Well, I like the Resident Evil movies. I never played the <laughs> games. I never played the games. Yeah, it's similar. <laughs> it's pretty simple. Big horror movie, badass character, shoot, 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 kill, kill, kill. You know, that's that's the movie. That's the game. But the other one on your lineup, Carl, was um actually a sports cartoon where they turned Wayne Gretzky, Bo Jackson, Joe Montana, and Michael Jordan yes. into superheroes. Oh, yes. I remember that. They, they were superheroes. What? And, uh, yes. Yeah. I remember that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe not Joe Montana. Oh, no, it was no. Definitely Michael Jordan, Bo Jackson, Wayne Gretzky. There was one more. Was it a NASCAR guy? Oh, God. If only there was a source for information. No, not NASCAR. Yeah, if only. But that one was cool. And then they would use their particular sports ability to, like, solve the problem, right? Very formulaic, but it was fun. I forgot you liked Mask. Right? Mask? What do you mean Mask? The the Mask cartoon. Oh. The Mask cartoon? No. Wait, what what is that? Is it? It's... Eighties cartoons. That's a thing. Yeah, it's we're getting we're getting off the tracks here, people. Let's let's bring it back online. Have you played Spirit Track? Back to Zelda. No, no, no. That was that, that's why we. Have you played Spirit Tracks? Because I haven't. Honestly, I did not. I felt a bit disappointed with Phantom Hourglass. Mm. Um, it had a couple cool gimmicks to it, but it was the first Zelda game where they didn't introduce a new item to like Link's like arsenal other than the the hourglass but that was just kind of frustrating in itself um so i didn't i didn't play spirit tracks see jason we got back on track yeah so if you keep going like that's the that's the extent of my uh zelda knowledge are those three games link to the past and then uh... link link to the past breath of the wild which i still haven't played fully but i'd love i know i will as I said last episode, you don't even have a Switch yet. I don't, and that would be the one reason I buy a Switch, is to play Zelda, honestly. Still. Hashtag throw shade at Jason. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, oh, there. I know a fun fact about Link to the Past that might surprise Go you. Go for it. Go for it. You said you were teasing this yesterday. So the... Yeah. So there was a sequel for Link to the Past that they unfortunately scrapped. But it was called Link to the Future. Oh. Two. Okay. And they were planning on, they even made like a futuristic Link and Zelda design that you can find in Hyrule Historia book, I believe. But they were planning on making like a futuresque game on top of what they were going to do with the past. But I guess they decided that they wanted to go the Ocarina time route. And then kind of expand more upon the medieval themes. As opposed to breaking genre. You know, or the fantasy world. Yeah. Which I'm kind of glad that they did. Knowing when to say no. But I I think that's where they came up with the name Link. But maybe not. Oh. I, I don't really know the timeline of that. If that's the first time they called him Link or not. But that's... They decided to use that and Link to the Past and then Link to the Future and i want to say link is i'm i'm just interested like be, because zelda 2 <laughs> yeah. was named adventures of link so oh yeah that's right so i think link has been there from the beginning it prop in the documentation okay um and then they were trying to play a pun on words i guess <laughs> you know it's kind of like the whole 
Pac-Man. Do you remember Pac-Man's original name in Japan was Puck-Man? Like, the translate to Puck-Man? Uh-oh. So they were about to release all uh-huh. these cabinets in America called Puck-Man. And then somebody pointed out that Ameri- no. <laughs> American teenagers have Sharpies. And yeah. they changed the name of all the cabinets. So it doesn't say... So in Japan, it was Puck-Man. And American teenagers have Sharpies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so... That was going to happen. Yeah. Um, I was wondering. Yes, and I know I know I have the internet, but what's better than the internet? Uh, a person. Why do you need the internet um, when you have a know-it-all and an optimist? Well, and a Sarah. Yeah. Ne- never forget the Sarah. She's the Super know-it-all. Accountant. She's the expert. Yeah, she is. <laughs> She's the expert on this episode. <laughs> so, can you kind of like briefly tell me the story? Like, if if I didn't know anything about Zelda at all. What would you tell me is like the bedtime story of Zelda? And how many bedtime stories would it take? Like one night, two nights, three nights, like you know, like give me the give me the rundown in your in your head, your your knowledge, your experience with the franchise, like you know, break it down for me. What do you got? Hmm. Well, I would probably start at the very beginning. Skyward Sword. Um the story about how in the beginning, there's nothing, and then the three goddesses appeared, and they cre- the three goddesses did Nehru Feor created the earth and life and water. Um, and then so, I would talk about how there was a uh, I would call I would call her an angel, Hylia, the goddess of time. You know, she uh, she protected the the people in it the the sacred people the Hylians but there were still monsters in the world and so she had to take them um, she had to find a champion among them to protect the people but unfortunately the champion he he did not survive he, his work was unfinished so the goddess promised him that as long as she is continuously reborn on earth um, he will be as well, and he can continue to fight evil. Cool. That is cool. I like that. And from that, you can base every Zelda game pretty much on that. Uh, yeah. You die, you get to start over. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the premise of video games. Yeah. And, and there's a little marker next to your name on the save screen shaming you of how many times Link has died. <laughs> No, I've yeah. never I've never restarted a game halfway through because my death count was unacceptably high above two. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. This... Only a few Zelda games have the death count. So like, okay, so Jason, the first Zelda game is Skyward Sword, which came out in 2000... That's not true. You can't say that. Yeah, Skyward Sword came out in 2011. That's the first Zelda game. It's, it's just Zelda, dude. Chronologically, no, chronologically, Skyward's The Legend of Zelda. Yeah, but that that comes. That's like one of the last games to come out chronologically. Skyward Sword is. Mm-hmm. Two thousand eleven. Yeah, that's the first chronological game, Bruh. In the timeline of Zelda. Oh, and like the okay, gotcha. However, I thought I thought you were having old man amnesia or something. No, however. In um, Hyrule Historia, 
in the back of the book. Now, Hyrule Historia came out shortly after Skyward Sword. So it is before Breath of the Wild. It is before Link Between Worlds. It's before Triforce Heroes. So that those games are still up in the air, but Nintendo either explicitly says where it is or they're intentionally vague, like in Breath of the Wild, on which timeline it is. But I think they've updated it, but yeah. Um, but in the back of the book... Or if you're reading the Japanese way, the front of the book, there's a comic that shows the very first link before the people were sent up to the sky. And the people in the sky is where you start off with Skyward Sword and becomes the first official reincarnation of Link. Nice. What are you saying that... Um, At least that's from what I understand of the comic. Weren't you saying that you were not a big fan of Skyward Sword? You know, I love the story of it. I love the bright colors. It's just fighting with gear in him on that motion control just sucked. Oh. I could never beat him. I would just, my arms would get super sore. My skin would get chapped from like the Wiimote, like safety strap so that make sure you don't fling your Wiimote into the TV. I just, it, it just couldn't work. In Breath of the Wild, there is timing, there is buttons to press. Um, in Twilight Princess, you know, same thing. There's cool button combos, or at least striking your sword is simpler if you're playing the Wii version, which I don't really like the Wii version. But you know, if that's the way that you're able to play, then I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna talk, you know, bad about someone not like that. But it's just <laughs> the the fighting mechanics just could have been better. Though I am excited for the apparent rumor that Skyward Sword is going to come out on the Switch. So I think if there's going to be motion controls on that, it'll probably be tighter and better than the Wii Motion Plus, which was already pushing the limits of that poor thing. Mm. That's so Skyward Sword is where you actually are. are a, you have a sword and a shield. But I remember hearing about that. You, you always have had a but, sword and shield. Yeah. No, like literally, like you have a sword, you have a shield, and you played the game in Zelda. Yep. Did they come in the box? Mm. Yeah. The <laughs> did you have them like the actual oh. like prop prop thing you know you could you could use cardboard i totally would have yeah i don't think they had props did they have props no i i don't i've come on no i don't think so come on. Uh, they were they were they were afraid of but but yeah the the wiimote yeah the wiimote's got so <laughs> the much- wiimote was your sword and the nunchuck was your shield and they got so much better after the wii motion plus because another one of my all-time favorite games is um, Okame. Okame. On the Wii. That's a good one. And and, and, and But, like, that game was impossible to beat. Because I got the game before the Wii Motion Plus came out, and it took so much precision. So, Jason, the way your magic worked in the game mm-hmm. is you had to draw Japanese calligraphy figures. So you'd pause the game and then use the, the Wiimote to draw a calligraphy on the screen. And you had to be... <laughs> it was like a Japanese game show. You had to be perfect or it didn't work. Oh my God. And, That's pretty intense. No, it, it like it, like it, like I'm training my my muscles to do perfect motions and if I'm just a touch out of place it just would not work. And oh my gosh. The it's like oh this game is definitely a Japanese game because it rewards perfection and practice over just raw skill. Mm. More like oh god, mm. samurai shampoo. Rin Versus 
Who's the guy with the glasses? Say shampoo. Yeah. Champloo. Guy Jin. Okay, fine. No habla espanol. Yeah, I'm just saying. Gringo. Right there. Samurai Champloo. And who's the, who's the other guy? It's Ren. Ren and. Oh, Ren is the guy with the glasses. Dimpy? No? No? Uh, different different the, the, show? The guy in red. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. The rooster. I don't remember who it is. I don't remember who. It's a great, great cartoon, though. Anime story. Mm-hmm. Almost up there with Samurai Jack. Samurai Jack is awesome. Uh, Isn't? Been a long time, though. My roommates are watching Samurai Jack right now. Isn't Samurai Jack coming out for either... A Samurai Jack coming out either for the Switch or an Apple Arcade? I have no idea about that. I haven't heard anything about that for Switch, but I don't... Like, when Nintendo comes out with their videos, I'm like, okay... Let me know about Zelda, and everything else is kind of secondary. Did you see the, like, real-life Mario Kart car you can get? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Like, I don't know if I'll be able to get that because I have a cat and I have carpeting. So that's just a bad car. Like, it's not going to run, and the cat's just going to destroy it. But that would have blown my mind as a kid. (laughs) Like, why was that right demographic? Like, wow. The Zelda level... I don't know what you're talking about, but it sounds awesome. The Zelda Zelda level on Mario Kart. Have you played that one? That one's really pretty. It's really pretty. Where they changed the coins into rupees? I'm so focused on... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, I'm so focused on, like, Mario Kart games, I never get to be able to appreciate the background. The, the only Zelda, the, sorry, the only Mario Kart map that I really remember was the one for Princess Toadstool on Nintendo 64 because you could go off track and just go hang out at the Mario Castle as all the Mario characters, which you couldn't do in Mario 64, even though we all heard the rumor that you could, like, play as Luigi if you do certain things, but... Um, that's the only Mario Kart track I really remember, even though I, I think I played all the Mario Kart games at this point, too. Yeah. I think we should probably talk about Wind Waker transitioning into Twilight Princess. Ooh. That's a whiplash of a game. Yep. Like, yeah, look, so, so Majora's Mask came out in 2000, and Majora's Mask is basically using an updated game engine of Ocarina of Time. Mm-hmm. Did you have a story there? I thought you said you did. Actually, I have I have a very complex story. I wasn't sure if you wanted to go, go on to it. that, but so Ocarina uh, so my favorite game is Majora's Mask and I think it's better than Ocarina of Time in all ways except for the fact that Ocarina of Time has critical storytelling that sets up for like all the other Zelda games. It's very pivotal, but for actual gameplay, I think Majora's Mask is better because Ocarina of Time is only a half-finished game. So I got two questions there. I want to. I want to interrogate. Okay. I know this is gonna be a lot of haters. I want. I want. That's fine. Yes. Let them come. I got two questions. I want to interrogate there. Um, yeah, Ocarina of Time does set up most of the major characters for the 3D Zelda games that we see repetitively over and over again. It's like the first time you see the Goron. Right? Like, 
Yeah, and, I think so. And it's like, and the Zora are like not an enemy anymore, shooting stuff out of the riverbanks. It's mm-hmm. like you have non-Hyrulean races. But I want to know what are the sto- what are the f- storytelling faults? Why is Ocarina of Time a half-finished game? And then tell us why you like Ocarina of Time. And then we'll see what Jason thinks about all this and his experience. All right. Hmm. I think... Okay, so here's why it's a half-finished game. It was always a half-finished game, okay? Um, Sorry, my cat's, like, playing with my hair in the background. He just... That's his new thing lately. We're on a Zoom car. What's your cat's name? Cheeto. Mm. Yeah, he's actually Cheeto. Jason's daughter's cat's daughter. Or cat's son. Sorry. He's he's a boy. Though I always grew up with female cats, so I, I think of cats as female even though they're not. Um anyway, so Zelda's a half finished game because there was a plan for the Nintendo 64 to have a uh DD or a disk drive. If you look on the underside of a Nintendo 64, all Nintendo 64s has this little port on the bottom. Okay, it almost looks like you're supposed to put an N64 game, but to do that, you have to flip the whole console upside down, and that doesn't make sense. So for a while, it was kind of a mystery on what that was for, but it was planned to be an expansion where you can put in discs, and it would have a clock, and it could store so much more memory, and it kind of was a precursor to the GameCube what that was going to be. And Nintendo, um, for the Zelda 64, it was supposed to have an expansion that we know as Ura Zelda, what the actual title was going to be, we won't ever know, but in the development, it was considered Ura Zelda. And the idea was that at any time of playing Ocarina of Time, you could plug in the disk drive, put in Ura Zelda, and it's almost like take two of the whole game. You could do that at any point of the game. And doors were supposed to open up, NPCs were supposed to have more quests for you, but that never came out. So there's so many areas in Ocarina of Time, like the back alleys in the market square. There's so many random NPCs that just have like a few lines of dialogue that do absolutely nothing. And there was even supposed to be more temples added to it, like the famous unicorn shrine that allegedly was supposed to have the actual Triforce in it. Um, There was so much planned for it that we won't ever like know the full details of, but the, the, the story is, is that while working on the game, one, it just kept crashing because you're supposed to be able to do it at any point, not just from the very start of the game and create like a special file. They wanted to be able to have that cross compatibility. And two, they were just, the developers were just kind of bored and frustrated. And so I don't remember between if Miyamoto was the one that set the challenge or if he answered the challenge. But basically the deal was, okay, you can give up on Ur Zelda, but you have to build a Zelda game in one year. Okay, because we already had planned for another expansion. So you can start a whole new thing in one year or you can keep doing Ur Zelda. And that's when they made Majora's Mask. 
Now Majora's Mask, as Carl said, it looked like an updated engine of um, Ocarina of Time. Well, they definitely reused like pretty much all the assets, all the game models, uh, textures, colors. But with that, they were able to pack so much story in and so many like themes and they were able to just focus on storytelling because the characters and the models were pretty much already built with a few exception of a few new ones for this game. And with that, it, it the storyline's tighter, like nearly every inch is filled with something in that game. Nothing feels incomplete or, or just a big empty open area. And um, even the N64 would stutter and would lag when there's a part of a game where you are running through Clock Town and maybe empty, but that's because in the story, the town has evacuated because a giant moon is about to crash into the town, killing everybody. And there's fireworks in the background and there's this big like doom music going on and the earth, the moon would like shake and like create like an earth, like earthquake sound and the game would stutter because it was a little too much in the, for the N64 to handle. And by that time you had the rumble stick in the joystick. So it would, it would go all like, it would vibrate too. Yeah. That was, that was some yeah, serious so vibrations there. That sounds awesome. It was, it, yeah, it was a complete game. However, Majora's Mask has pretty much nothing to do with the rest of the Zelda series. I mean, it's Link from Ocarina of Time. He's a kid in this one because in Ocarina of Time, he was sent back in time to his original pre-Master uh, pre, um, Sword timeline. And he went and off even, to find his fairy because his fairy loved him. It even starts, at, like, even at the beginning of uh, Majora's Mask, it starts talking about Ocarina of Time. And like yeah. Dallas, it's all a dream. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of fan theories, like, is Link dead in it? Uh, it which turns out he's not, because he is, well, he's like the grandfather or something like that of the Link and Twilight Princess. Well, it's like, um, uh, it's like, what's yeah. the what's the one they just re-released on, the Game Boy game they, they just released on the Switch? Um, the, the one where you get stuck on the island with the Dreamfish. Oh, yeah, that one is uh, Link's Awakening. Link's Awakening. Like, so often, like, we want Link not to be in Hyrule. So we'll just make it all a dream. So we'll just, like, strand him in the middle of the ocean on a wrecked... Did you say Dreamfish? Yeah. A Dreamfish, yeah. Dreamfish. Dreamfish. Yep. Yep. It's an egg at the top of the... It's an egg at the top of uh, a mountain. You have to go awaken it to destroy the mountain. The destroy your love interest. Is it a fish a fish shape? Is that what we're saying? No, it's a it, it, No, it's a whale. Oh, it's a whale. Yes. But it's called a dream fish. It's a, but it's called a dream fish and it's a sleep in an egg that you have to hatch. Because you need to just fish. It's not a fish. It came in an egg. Like... Yeah, it's a big chicken egg on top of a volcano. What's up? And you need to awaken the Dreamfish to destroy... <laughs> Carl, quit messing with me, man. To destroy the reality so that you destroy your love interest. That she disappears in the dream. The, so, it's so that you awaken, again, stranded on the barrel in the middle of the ocean facing Serpent Doom. 
So it's a lava whale. No, it's a dream yeah. fish. It's not a fish. Well, you got to collect the musical instruments to awaken it. I, yeah. That's pretty bonkers. And with these side Zelda games, like, there's such a dark tone to even Link's Awakening because there is this temptation for Link, you could say. There's this thoughts, like, there's Marin who loves him, I would say, or at least develops a big crush. And, like, she talks about how she wants to leave the island. There's a better love interest there than the end of Breath And you of the could Wild. not finish the game. Yeah. Well, I don't know. There's there's a lot I could say about the ending of Breath of the Wild. And I'll be willing to debate you with on that. I, I do want to talk about the end of Breath of the yes. Wild. Um, but Dreamfish, Awakening, Music. I'm going to get onto this in a sec. Yeah, dark undertones. Uh, but there's... Yeah, the dark undertone is, what if Link just chooses not to wake up? He yeah. could stay on the island, build a life with Marin, and just stay in a dream. And of course, a it's a Zelda game, and well, Marin is, is the, the girl that finds you fear is the mind on the beach, and the love interest. Fear yeah, is the mind killer. Oh. Hey, uh, I had two questions. Go for it. For my Zelda nerds. Yes. Um, Triforce has an empty spot in the middle. I know there's something there, right? There's always <laughs> something there. What's the, what's the empty spot? Okay, let's see if we can do this. Power, wisdom. Oh, God. Come on, Power. it's Link's. What? It's what? Link's thing. Come on. Power, wisdom, and... It's not strength. Come on. Nope. Elfiers? No. No, come on, you know what it is. No, I don't. I'm blanking. Power, wisdom. Ah. Also, is Zelda, is Link an elf? No, he's a Hyrenian. Can someone answer this for me? He's not a Dekunan, or whatever. Power, wisdom, and don't make me Google this. Got this. Think of the color green. It was earth. No, no, no. That, that's water. Those are the goddesses. And uh, earth, water. Fire. And life. Earth, water, and life. Right? And then time showed up, right? Those were the four. The three goddesses? Goddess people. Yeah. Right? I always, I mean, I always thought that that was the connect. But... It's not heart. That's Captain Planet. No, it's not heart. Come on. Uh, hats? He has a green hat. What brings Link to fight Ganondorf? What do you need to save the world? The Master Sword. Okay, but like, what do you need to wield it? Hands. You need hands. You need twelve hearts. Two two hands. I... And twelve hearts. Okay, everyone <laughs> at home is like screaming. Should yeah. I just tell you what it is? Yes, please. <laughs> okay. Okay, it's courage. Courage. Oh. Power, wisdom, and courage. Because mm, you don't have uh, enough. Yeah. If you don't have enough hearts, you don't have enough courage, and pulling out the master sword would literally kill you. I, I don't think yep. courage is part of that equation. Yeah. Okay. I think that'd be a little crazy. A little crazy. That that would make sense. It's it's one of the Aristian it's one of the virtues. Courage is one of the Aristian virtues. But yeah, there's nothing in the middle. Yep. It's a triforce. Aristilian. Yeah. Except it's the color purple. Whatever it is. So you don't know what it is in the middle? Okay, so there's a lot of weird well, there's a lot of weird lore about it. So Nintendo has never officially came out with it. But 
there is a game called Four Swords, okay, where Link breaks into four versions of himself. Okay, there's a green Link, which you could say is Courage, which is the bottom right, uh, bottom right Triforce. There's the bottom left Triforce, which is blue, okay, so you're like Wisdom, okay. There's a red Link, and that one's the top one, and he, you know, is Power, but then there's a purple one. Mm-hmm. There's four of them. And there's four races. There's the Hylians, which you can say is courage. There's the Garud, or sorry, the Gorons, which you can say is power. There's um, the the Zora, which are blue, which is wisdom. Okay. It even says directly that Nehru like blessed the waters, so they made the fish smart, so that they could be people. And then there's the Gerudo. So there's four races. Yeah, but the Gerudo from where you get Ganon. Or Ganondorf. Yeah, which is the empty hole. Yep, who's purple? The darkness. And, uh... Maybe it's contrast? You could say it's purple. It's, you know, like... And then we, yeah. and then we um, can bring into we can bring into this conversation um, Twilight Princess. But first... Yeah, we're going to finish this, this conversation up. But first, we're going to get back to why you like Majora's Mask. Because I don't think we've given you full credit on that yet. Oh, well... Um, so, part of it, you know, like... Every time you talk to someone, if they want, if they either love Ocarina of Time or Majora's Mask, they're going to be the one that they're most nostalgic about. Because while I'd say Majora's Mask is a more finished game, Ocarina of Time has an amazing storyline that is very important for the Zelda series. Uh, That, you know, if you're like wanting to be brand new to the Zelda series, I would recommend you play Ocarina of Time first. Start with Breath of the Wild. Um, But, you know, in uh, Majora's Mask, it has a kind of a gimmick where <laughs> but like Majora's Mask has this gimmick where you have to do everything in three days okay 72 hours which in game in real lifetime it's like an hour a minute okay and if you don't either the moon crashes down onto the world and destroy everything or you you play a song that you learned from Princess Zelda you pray to the goddess of time and she resets the clock back to 72 hours. But with that, it resets the game. Okay. Some things do stick. Any heart pieces you collect, you know, you still keep them in the beginning. If you get any like special weapons, then you keep that. Any masks that you get from helping people because masks are very central to the game. It's a carnival of time and that's kind of their celebration. Um, is they all wear... But you lose arrows, you lose bombs, you lose money. Yeah, anything that you, like, build up, you know, anything, yeah, consumables. Um, there is a bank, so, it's a roguelike. so you can store money in that. Yeah. Yeah, I think one of the best examples is um, around 10 p.m. on the first night, there's an old lady that gets mugged 
in like the uh, east side of town or is it the west side pretty sure it's east um and there you know there's a there's a thief you know he, he doesn't really harm her he just takes this bag and it's filled with bombs and if you slash it with a sword to where he drops the bag the old lady will thank you and give you a bomb mask but if you allow it to happen a couple nights later there's a mask sold in this like pawn shop called the curiosity shop that is another mask that is mostly just flavor text but looks really cool and it keeps you uh it, it won't allow you to sleep so when there's an old lady that tells you a story you won't fall asleep halfway through the story so you're actually going to know what it is mm. but you cannot do both it's impossible there's also so much to do. Okay. You cannot do all of it in within the 72 hours. So you have to make decisions and choices. Um, NPCs will reset back to where they are. But after that, you begin to notice that this person is in this part of town every time. But what are they doing on the second day or the third day? And I really liked it because it, it was like a storybook they could read over and over. But again, because you know how kids, they, they want to hear the same story. It was a choose your own adventure. Yeah. And that, that to me was more fun in Ocarina of Time where when, it, when an event happened, when it triggered, it was done. You know, you can't really re-trigger it again unless it's like some little game, but it happened, it's done. But in Majora's Mask, you could even redo temples if you wanted to like make, if there was an item you forgot on it, but you can redo, you can refight the bosses, which changed the world. You know, there's one boss where, the, uh, the area, the swamp is poisonous. You kill the boss, then the swamp has clear water again. But when you reset time, the swamp is poisonous again. Mm. You know, and... That's the kind of game that'll keep you involved so, all the time, right? Because you got it. That's all like here. Yes. There's no log. No, no. Well, actually, mm-hmm. n- well, actually, nicely enough, early on in the game, you get a notebook, and every time you meet a new person, the notebook puts their schedule in it. So there is an in-game resource that allows you to know people's schedule and desires and wishes. So it does help you out. Did you ever do that? What the use the the quest the quest log? Did I pay attention <laughs> to the notebook? Yeah, mm-hmm. you, you had to. Um, yeah, I currently I actually made myself a little paper notebook as a kid. Figured you're uh, the because real nerd. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, so there is this like secret hideout that you need to know the password to get into but it changes every game like every save file because it's a random number it's a five digits every reset yeah not not every time reset oh okay but like new save file random new five code thing it's like one two three four five or five four three two one i think there's only actually a few combinations that they use but whatever so i would make sure to write that down there was also this um there was like gambling shop Okay, but I think the numbers change from save file to save file, but once you knew what it is, you could bet money, and then every first night, it's the same numbers that would win. Yeah, I think that was the whole point. There was, <laughs> there was a lot of, like, le- like early Nintendo games, there was a lot of learning patterns and memorizing patterns. Mm-hmm. Wow. So he, he's a time traveler. It's a, it's a time machine. Yeah. It's all a yeah. dream, Jason. It's yep. all a dream because you're you're working as a front man for a mask seller who sold a super powerful mask to a kid with family issues. It's awesome. So yeah, he gave the most powerful 
cursed mask in the world good idea. to a delinquent kid with family issues who decided to destroy his dream world with a moon. That was Link? Link did that? I, it was stolen. He didn't steal it. Mm. He didn't. He didn't mm. sell it. It was stolen. No, no. I think the, 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 the stole it. That's the story the mask seller tells you. That's what he wants you to think. Oh, okay. All he, right. All right. He, he's creepy. <laughs> he's creepy. He's he's the real he's the real driver of the story. Sarah, Sarah, meet conspiracy Walter. This is conspiracy Walter. He shows up sometimes, not all the time, but okay. He's always just waiting. The mask. The mass salesman is the power behind the throne. He's the creepy one. He's evil. <laughs> he is evil. Yeah. Yeah. Entropy. Entropy. Um, yeah. One <laughs> and another thing I love about Majora's Mask is um, there, like death is like a theme, but so is going through the process of uh, grieving. So there's... Aww. If you don't include the moon, which is the final, there's four temples, okay? So already it's a smaller game than, like, Ocarina Time, because that one has, like, what, seven or something like that. But um, for this one, the the first area is swamp, and everyone is angry. Everyone, or, um, no, there's Clock Town, and everyone's in denial. And then the swamp, everyone is angry. And then... There is the uh, the mountains where everyone's depressed, and then or uh, hopeful or something bargaining. Everyone's bargaining. They're like the the sky is going to come back from the mountains. I just know it. I just need to do this or that. And then there's the ocean where everyone's depressed. There was a singer that she couldn't talk anymore, and until you sing a song that her babies made or something like that, which is really weird, but it's actually really like poetic and then you know at, at icona tower or icona canyon it's acceptance like okay things people have died we're going to go through it so it actually goes through like five stages of grief Dang. through the game i didn't pick it up until i was later but like that kind of symbolism and story like is so good and i think it really influenced twilight princess because that one has a lot of symbolism and like dark themes you know and i'm really excited it's goth of course it has symbolism yeah and you know there was a a statement that the new breath of the wild sequel is going to be based heavily through themes from majora's mask and um twilight princess like it's it's really really good and because of that it's such a nice and tight game there's so much puzzle making i just love majora's mask but story-wise for the rest of the zelda games like it has the typical zelda features and puzzles and dungeons but it, the story does not matter for the rest of the the series and if if i could make it matter That'd be great, but it just doesn't. It's not taking place in that universe. It's a Kelvin. It's a Kelvin verse. Um, yeah. I guess we should get on to. I, I think. I think we got two more things we have to talk about. We have to talk about Wind Waker and Twilight Princess. Yes. And I think we need to come back around to Breath of the Wild. Yeah. And our hopes and dreams of what's coming up. Yep. Because I am so excited. Are you excited? Because I'm excited. If you're excited, I'm not excited, but I'm, you're excited. Oh, I'm pumped. I, I'm Pinkie Pie level of excitement. Oh, I'm pumped. Because, <laughs> Jason, again, I need to remind you, mm -hmm. friendship is magic. 
it is magic. I, I never doubt that. Yes. And the fifth element is only a fun movie. You're a monster. So there's that. I love fifth element. <laughs> so I agree with <laughs> Me too, because it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. It's a totally great movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. No. So movies are supposed to entertain. <laughs> Wind Waker was such an artwork departure. Yes. And it was mostly and it and it was the first it was it was one of the early release titles on the GameCube, right? Yeah. We, I think it came out with the GameCube. You know, it's it's Mario and Zelda who who releases new consoles for for Nintendo. Uh, that looks horrible. Mm-hmm. Look at that thing. <laughs> Here Look at la, la, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. Jason Ladies and gentlemen, Jason is reco- oh. is is recreating every fanboy's reaction when this one. What the hell, I, I can't unsee this. Why would you? I loved uh. it, but I it's was also beautiful. Eight. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. It is different. In it, it, technically behind the scenes, they did this because the like PlayStation and Xbox were going for realism. And Nintendo has never been a graphics powerhouse. And we say, we cannot make a realistic game. We're going to make nope. a cartoon. And it was beautiful. And it was great. Um, And it had... They made a cartoon and it was awesome. And that's not what it looked like. This is, And, and again, so like, like me and Jason are Apple fanboys. So like when Apple does something that's not at the tip top they redefine the story. So instead of the story being like, we don't have a powerful graphics engine to be able to make realistic graphics, it was all about look at our cell shading and stylistic choices here. And Nintendo has always succeeded at, you know, the story. Um, Again, at some point, I don't know if we might have to come up for another episode, but we need to talk about music in Zelda. Like... Oh my gosh, that's a whole other topic. Because me and my brother are musicians, my brother more than us, and like he mastered the ocarina, like he could play anything he wanted on the ocarina. And so it's always like, oh, the next Zelda's com- coming out. What musical instrument are they going to have? So anything else you want to say about Wind Waker? Uh, the, all right, Jason, the the story of Wind Waker is you're a young boy on an island, and you fall in love with a pirate girl. Who may or may not be Zelda. As you do. And you find the reincarnation of the king as a boat. I think I'm getting this right. And you go from island to island. You're island hopping. How do you know it's a reincarnation? Later in the story. Right? Am I getting this right, Sarah? Mostly. I mean, that's a very, like, quick way of saying it. I mean... It's more like the boat's possessed by the spirit of the king, oh, similar yeah. to how the king approached you in Breath of the Wild, and it turns out he was a ghost, but originally showed up as like some weird hobo man. Yeah, Link sees dead people. Yeah, you know, that gives you crap for taking apples. Link says sees dead hobo man. Yeah. Um, yeah. It turns out. Should, should we? Should, spoiler oh, alert. Man. Am I right? Hobo man. No. Sorry. No, it's it's a it's okay. a drag. It's a dragon boat lion. Dragon boat lion? You had a horse lion last time. That no, was a dragon is, boat lion. Yeah, it's a dragon boat lion. It's like a lion-faced dragon okay. boat. So um, it turns out that the entire... That you're Again, you're going from island to island, and it turns out all these islands are actually the peaks 
of the mountains of Hyru, and the entire country of Hyru is actually below the ocean. At some point, you get like a grappling claw, and you can able to reach down and grab treasure chests off the uh, the surface the surf surface of the the bottom of the ocean, which you can see at night because there's little shiny lights, and you're just driving around. There are so many side quests in that game. I think that's one of the few Zelda games I have never completed all the side quests because there's so many side quests in that game. Things to do. There's a lot. I like that kind of thing. You get a cabana at some point. Dang. Blood story, huh? Like Yeah. It was also the first Zelda game that had the continuous roll of area. Yeah. When you went island hopping to island hopping, it's not like you had like a oh you hit a wall and then you just continue on. Um it's not quite like Breath of the Wild where you open the door and there's no loading between you and inside the room. I mean there is that loading point, but other than that Except for the temples. Well, yeah. But um, once you get in there, you know... Shrines, shrines. The, yeah, the shrines. But, but like, it it completed that, that rolling ocean. And honestly, I could tell that Nintendo wanted to put more into the world. But they had to space the islands apart enough to where the, game, the GameCube didn't freak out because there was too much loaded. Okay, so they were pushing. Makes sense. There was only certain things in the game you could... Un- unlock and if you had a Game Boy hooked into your GameCube so you could get Tinkles t- help. Tingle. Tingle, yes. I mean, yeah, but the, like that that's that's only a few statues on an island yeah. that somehow they they saw the pedestals for in the remake, but it was never brought in. That I actually had a GameCube a Game Boy hooked up. It was fun for my brothers to like randomly set off bombs to like sabotage my gameplay. Mm-hmm. So like knock me off of like cliffs and ledges. Yeah, they supposedly <laughs> Meta game. they could you could have a second person playing along with you and assist if you had your, your Game Boy Advance hooked into it, they could be assisting you. Big air quotes. Yeah. It's like a little cursor that appears. It's not even a person, it's like like a, a, a green cross that shows or a green X that shows up on the ground next to you. And on the Game Boy, you just see like the map of the area. You know, but and you can see the icon where Link is. But you know, you can give potions, you can refill bombs, arrows, stuff like that for like groupies and whatnot. But it was mostly used so you can bomb each other off of ledges. And years later, you would get the Wii U. But why is it called Wind Waker? Because you are riding the winds on the sea. You're... You 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 have a baton and you conduct a um, you you have a baton. So where's the waking? Where's the waker part? You're waking the wind. You also w- awake. Is it an airship? Sleeping Hyrule. No, you can control which way the wind is blowing. Which, if you if you've ever gone sailing, you want that power, right? Oh, but, but I see. It's totally I wrong see. because they put the wind I at see. your back to go the fastest, and the wind has to be across the sail because it acts more like a a real sail acts more like an airplane wing than a pillow sheet. But that's a different story for another day. Yeah. Physics. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Oh, the physics of Zelda. That could be fun. Oh, we to- yeah. that that's Breath of the Wild. Cool. We totally forgot to talk about Navi. We haven't talked about Breath of the Wild yet. We, uh, we'll we talk about Navi on a different day. Hey, looky okay. here. Looky here. Looky here. <laughs> you know, I think Navi was just a response to people complaining about how the original Zelda is confusing because you never know where to go. What? 
So they're like, all right, here's someone that will tell you where to go. And now they're like, no, I don't want that. So they, oh. they got rid of that. And, and so since we're talking about... Re who said that? Since we're talking about reactions to pre... Who said, who said original? What is this nonsense? Fanboys. Sarah. Uh, since we're talking... I'm going to override Jason here. Since we're talking about original responses to original Zelda games, Twilight Princess is, all, is also a response to Navi. Because of the sarcasm, yeah, and the yeah. and the frankly BDSM relationship in that game, I mean, Link, yeah, pretty much. Link is literally in chains. I mean, it's goth, it's goth fan fan fiction. They they even include a scene of him wrestling shirtless, like mm, the opening of Breath of the Wild. Yep, but like you know, they made him like chiseled. So the design Breath of the Wild Link is still the hottest. Okay. Well, I think uh I think Link design is an interesting thing to talk about. So there is a rumor mm. that Link from Ocarina of Time is designed after Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay. Because one of the developers' wives was like, you know, it'd be nice if Link was actually kind of hot. You know, why can't he be like nice, good looking? Because I think originally he had like a big nose and like kind of like a he he looks more like a smurf type of thing, like just unattractive. And like, why can't he be good looking? And they're like, you know what? Why can't he be hot? There's only so much definition you can get in eight bits. <laughs> yeah, but like, why not make Link hot? So you know that that center part that he has with the big bangs that was really popular in the 90s and there's the rumor that he was based off of Leonardo DiCaprio you know the, that's that's where they designed him and then in Twilight Princess because obviously they weren't going to make Link hot in Wind Waker because it's all cartoon he's and he's a kid again cartoon design yeah and, and again he's like a 12 year old kid it's <laughs> yep yeah like they're not going to do that which I know the artwork looks really garish, but it really grows on you. Link's big cat eyes actually look around, like around corners to secrets. He'll look up if there's something up there that you haven't seen. It's very expressive. And they play with shadows so well in that game. So like, oh yeah, like when you're you you actually have to sneak around fortresses. So you actually have to stay in the shadows, and the shadows are like stealth. Hot. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, mm -hmm. you know, you're you're snake. All right, Twilight Princess, stay on target. But yes, Jason, and Twilight Princess they decided to uh, Americanize, Americanize like hotness, like very strong looking, very tough, and like he looks more like an action hero type of thing with the with all the strong features. I mean, it's still stylized like Zelda, but like you know, he he looks more masculine. But that quite didn't feel right still. So the angle that they went for Breath of the Wild Link is androgynous. Mm, yeah. And somehow that has been crowned like the hottest Link right now because, it is. you know, he's very cute and he's very hot and it just works apparently for everybody. And so that's one of the favorite design of Link right now. And I think that's what they're going to be sticking with for all the adult Links from now on. So we're, we're progressing. Link is becoming more and more a K-pop band. Yeah. But it works because of the stylization of the game. And you get to dress Link up in Breath of the Wild. I don't know, man. Yeah. Video game hotness, that, that, it's kind of a, it's some tricky business. There's a lot of subjectivity here. You know, it's a tricky business. I'll order you a pillowcase on Amazon. But like, yeah. you know what? As like a girl that plays video games, 
like all the women in video games they're like okay in like unrealistic bikinis and stuff like that and high heels um and it just it's okay or the guys are like super buffed up muscle men but you know what like I only see guys going after like big muscle men because they want to have those big muscles or you know they're attractive but like you know like it doesn't have to be like that. I see what you mean. You know, by the power of Grace School, I have the power. Why can't there be fan service for women? Why can't there be fan service for women? I hear you. I hear you. There is there is a total thing there because Zelda has always had that non-gender specific appeal, mm-hmm. like the Legend of Zelda. I mean, there is some issues with Princess Zelda herself and her her roles in the games and stuff, and we haven't even talked about Epony. Yeah. Um, who's the, who is the, it's not really how you pronounce her, right? Is it, is it not Epona? Oh, it's Epona. Eh. Yeah, not a pony. Pronunciations, pronunciations. Um, who's the Sheikah? Who's the ninja? Impa. Impa. Well, okay. Are you talking about Zelda in disguise or are you talking about Impa? Yes. Okay. I actually have major thoughts about Zelda in disguise. Okay, in Ocarina of Time, there's a portion of the game in the later half where there is this mysterious Sheikah man named Sheik that teaches you songs about how to teleport from place to place. You know, warp points and whatnot, fast travel before, you know, that was super popular. And in that appearance, he, and I say he, has, you know, kind of like a muscle front as much as can be described as like a muscle metal plate chest, as much as can be done for a Nintendo 64, tan skin, very blonde hair, but short, um, one red eye because the rest of the face is like wrapped in bandages and kind of looks like a little ninja dude. Okay. But then at the end of the game and spoilers, but this game has been out for over two decades and was definitely was spoiled in uh, Smash Bros. Brawl. But magically transforms right away into a very pale, long-haired, blonde, blue-eyed, I believe, uh, pr- or Princess Zelda, or I think she had purple eyes or something like that, but not red eyes right away, like a, a magical field around her. Now, the controversy is, what is Sheik a dude, okay? And some people say no, because Sheik is Princess Zelda the whole time. And as taking aside, like, um, the idea of like transgenderism where the gender's on the inside, I say on the outside, Sheik is male because it's a magical transformation. And the reason that Sheik, like Zelda turned into Sheik was to hide from Ganondorf. So what better way to hide from Ganondorf when the, he's searching for a young 12-year-old girl is to turn into a 12-year-old boy magically, full transformation, okay? And then able to transform back into Zelda, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. But there's a lot of people that are saying that that Zelda just was wearing bindings and like, I guess maybe even color contacts and stuff like that. But Zelda was female through and through in that whole area. But my argument is magic is magic and it can change gender. And and you get this again in um, Hmm. Skyward Sword. A little bit. Well, does Zelda have uh, magic? Yeah. In any other place? Yes. What's the source of her magic? I don't know. She has fights with her father. She's the <laughs> in Breath of the Wild, yeah. <laughs> but she she has magic yeah. because she is the human incarnation of the goddess Hylia. 
What's this? Hylia. And some some Hylia magic. Yeah, and the goddess Hylia. And like her people are considered Hylians. Or Hyruleans, if you wanna consider that. But it's like Hylia is like the race and Does Hylia mm-hmm. does she does she do any uh gender switching magic on other creatures? I mean, we don't really ever see her. We need an example. She does time. Right? Like she's a time goddess person. Yeah. She's a cleric. Yeah. Really? But like it's never specified the limits of magic and stuff like that. But in the 3DS version of Ocarina of Time, they made Sheik have more of a chest to to like say female and like wider hips. And I don't think there's really much else changed. But you know, there there was just a lot of controversy, and I think because in Japan, transgendered characters or characters that are portrayed as female and are male or the other way around are common. But when they get over to America, it's often whatever they're portrayed as, that's their gender. Mm. Okay, in Paper Mario, Thousand Year Door, there's a female character, Vivian, who's like a spooky ghost lady, but she's actually a transgendered woman. But in America, she's just a woman. So to have that in like, remember, like late 1990s, you know, like that was kind of a big, big deal back then. But my argument is magic is magic. Okay, she was male when she was chic. But some people are like, no, it was just like a paper disguise. But she turned right away. She didn't just like take off a binding or anything like that. So, but that's that's my controversy. That's my, that's my contribution. (laughs) Yeah. She fooled Ganon. All right, to wrap this up, we should talk about Breath of the Wild and what's coming forward. Yes. Oh my gosh. What is there to say? I mean, Breath of the Wild is the best Zelda game. I think mm-hmm. so. Wow. Well, um, yeah. despite, despite its lack of a story, Breath of the Wild is awesome. It's huge. It's expansive. Basically... If you want to go there, you can get there. There are no more, like, there are no barriers to get any place. Um, and for, you know, for what, how un, unpowerful the Switch is compared to modern consoles, it is absolutely beautiful. It's, again, it's not quite the same level as um, Wind Waker in just the start cartoony characters, but it's it's a sort of cartoon realism, sort of an anime realism, to the colors and to the drawings of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's a very it's very immersive. Uh, again, one of the one of the side quests in the game is you got to look for these Korak seeds in the game, Jason. Mm-hmm. And there's nine hundred and something, nine hundred ninety six, nine hundred Korak seeds total in the game. You only need to find two hundred to unlock everything. And afterwards, if you find all nine hundred. You get a golden poop, but you get a golden poop. Yeah, that's the reward. Yeah, but so what do you mean? <laughs> you can't just throw golden poop around. You get a golden poop emoji. You get a golden poop emoji. That's the reward. Yeah. Oh, that that is horrible. <laughs> that's horrible. Um, I don't think they yeah. meant it to be a golden poop. I don't know, but the rule of the game is. Oh no, if... the Korok seeds are also little bits of poop. Yep. Really? So that's what the Korok seeds are. They're poop. Yep. So it's a pile of shit. Pile of poop. But um Yep. But if you the the point is if you see something weird, that probably means there's a Korak seed over there. 
And um, it's, you know, it's a great game. You're talking about Zelda being magical. You know, she did lock in um, Ganon for 100 years. Um, what else do you want to say about Twilight Princess? Not Twilight Princess. Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. Yeah, what else do you want to say about it? Because I wouldn't talk about the ending. So, part of the development... Okay, so part of the development of Breath of the Wild was that when they were having people play test it, they found a lot of players would just go to point A to B. They were, there wasn't a lot of exploration. This map is, I think, from what I remember, it's like twice the size of Skyrim's map. Okay, to put like some kind of perspective in it. It is huge. Just so big. But people weren't exploring it. So, what they did is they added these Korok seeds. And you know, in the beginning of the game, if you didn't know how many there were, they're like, oh yeah, I easily just found like 20 or 30. This will be easy. And then you find out that there's 900 and we're like, oh my God, there's, it's so much. But it fills like every inch of the world and you get rewarded. It's basically a reward for going everywhere to yeah. see all the spots, all the nooks and crannies to climb the highest mountain. Basically, Jason, like, you're like, that looks like an interesting place to go. And you spend all this time and effort to get to a point on the map. And you're like... No, I'm, I'm in. And, no, no. And, and you're rewarded. Like, every place you go, every place that you think looks interesting, you get there. And there's nothing big, but there's always some small little thing that says, yeah, we thought you would come here. And, like, the 200th time that happens, when you go to, like, Shirley... Like, like you climb up to a cliff face and there's a ledge there and you sit up on the ledge and you look to your right and like, oh, there's a perfect sunset. It's like, yep, they thought you would go there. And this is like the 200th time this has happened in the game. Are you telling me that Zelda Breath of the Wild, when you play it for all the completionist perspective, right? Are you telling me that it is like the game creator is speaking to you through we their design? It makes you feel like you're the first person to ever discover this, yet you know in your heart of hearts, yeah, like like it was all on purpose. Like like you you're like, oh, this is such a cool thing. I see. That's like going for a walk in the woods and you discover a perfect scene. That's why I uh, one day I'm gonna I'm gonna play the hell out of that game. I'm gonna do everything. I just haven't pulled the trigger on getting another gaming system because I don't know. I'm almost forty. Why do I need two gaming systems? <laughs> because Breath of the Wild. Yeah. But that that's in my head. I just looked it up. It's like uh still two hundred dollars, right? For a for a system. Three hundred dollars. Because of the use, Jason. You gotta keep up with the use. No. no. Yeah, it it's an expensive system. There were so many scalpers selling it at the beginning of the quarantine back in March in 2020. Also, Animal Crossing came out at that time where it's a promise of, of a getaway island where you can do whatever you want and visit friends. Supplane! Supplane! And it came right when quarantine happened. Like, Nintendo cannot have better time. Um, but, you know, sometimes... Don't don't get it from a scalper. Just wait for it to come on Amazon or something like that. Because there's so many people just making money hand over fist. Yeah. Just reselling their consoles. So, um, <sighs> what's coming up in the Zelda line? We have there's a trailer, and I'll put the trailers in the 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 show notes. But there's a trailer for Breath of the Wild two. And if Zelda is not a playable character in that game, I am going to be so mad because I'm so ready for Zelda to be the star. I'm so ready for Link for, yeah. for 
for it to be Zelda you get to play, not Link. And then Hyrule Warriors is coming out, in which basically they said, we have all these great assets from Breath of the Wild. Why don't we go back 100 years in time, and you get to play as the four warriors fighting off against hordes. Like Marvel. Like Marvel. When Netflix had their little series, Iron Fist, Daredevil, Luke Cage. Kind of like that, Jessica Jones. Like very similar yeah that's kind of cool I, lo- I love that kind of yeah stuff. and like even though you know the story you don't know what happens yeah you don't know everything that happened you know the end but you don't know how you get there so breath of the wild yeah and in breath of the wild there is i would argue that there is a lot of story in breath of the wild but you have to find it okay it's completely optional pretty much so in the beginning of the game, I found this hilarious. When it happened, I just laughed for like a good solid five minutes, okay? <laughs> so at the very beginning of the game, you're kind of stuck on like what I would call a tutorial aisle, okay? Where you get your, like your first initial powers, you learn how to like hunt and like get killed by giant rocks. And you think it's so big, like the tutorial aisle. Yeah. You think it's so big, the tutorial aisle, you think it's big, and then you get off of it and it's only a tiny little part of the whole story. Yeah. But go on. But anyway, so you go through the tutorial aisle, you go through it, and then, like, the king's like, okay, um, I need you to just go kill Ganon. And then the, the mission pop comes up. Kill Ganon. You have three, you have, like, maybe four, three or four hearts. It's the very beginning of the game. Go kill Ganon. Go. And that's just so funny, because all the other times <laughs> he had to go, like, several steps, he had to go get items. It's like, no, you can just go. And speedrunners, they do that. They just finish the island super fast. They're like glitching and whatnot. And then they go kill Ganon somehow glitching. But, you know, I had a friend that was really concerned that because you can go kill Ganon, like what's the point of playing the game? Well, you get your butt whooped hard. Because you got to build your house. Yes. By going into areas. There are areas where you go in. Yeah. Like you go into area and you're like, you know, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I got to turn around and just go somewhere else. And the game does not hold your hand. It gives no, it gives like one hint like, oh, maybe you should go uh, talk to Impa over in this village over here. You don't have to. You just turn around and go somewhere else. And the game does not hold your hand. You will die on Tutorial Island a few times. I, I heard of, I heard of somebody that like got halfway through the game not realizing what the towers were. So they never went to any <gasps> of the towers. So they never had the map. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. The, there's there's something about completing the game and then going and watching someone else do a shrine and you're like, I could have done that. Instead. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like I I, <laughs> I, 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 I like mastered a shrine, like all like hardcore. And somebody's, yeah, you just use your skill to do this, do this and jump over it. It's like easy peasy lemon squeezy. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to go kill myself now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's there's a few shrines that are very specific on how you on generally how you like do it unless you like use exploits but there's some shrines that are like well, here's I, a think goal. They, Go. I think they ex- i think they expect like any exploit you use again it feels like they like expected it yeah it's like you look at the sh- you look at the shrine and the shrines are the puzzles in the game jason and you're like okay i see what's going on i see the skill the skill challenge here and then you, you you're, you're you're fighting it. You're fighting it. It's hard. You know you're getting close. You like, and it's not like you you get a little bit closer each time. And then you're like, oh wait, if I just use this exploit, I can get through this quickly. And it does it. And then it's like, I bet that's the whole point in the first place. 
<laughs> so, like, even the exploits... My favorite one. It's like they figured you're going to do it. Go on. My favorite shrine that I found a new way of doing it, it was so stupid easy. Okay, so originally, there are these giant, spiky, giant iron balls or boulders or whatever that are hanging from a, from a, a big old chain. And what you could do is use your magnesis to like move it back and forth and then like freeze it in time when it's swung away so you can walk across this very narrow platform. And there's a few of them and then you get the timing right and you can go across. Otherwise you'll get knocked off. Okay, because if you even touch those, you get knocked back a bit. Or you could use magnesis because it's hanging off a bar and just wrap it around the bar and then be completely clear. Oh, that's a good idea. So you can use skill. I never thought to look up. Or you either could use courage or wisdom. Ah, way to bring it around. Okay, the ending of Breath of the Wild. Were you happy with it? Yes. Don't tell me. Do I got to take my ears off? Yes. Uh, Maybe you should. Ah, I'm a grown-up. No, go. All right, all right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Are you talking about the true ending or the uh, speed through ending? I'm talking about the true ending, like our Zelda, our Zelda and Link a thing. Yes. Are are she too bossy for that? Okay. Well, you know what? If you were stuck in the castle and everybody was just doing stuff, and you know, like you. Okay, so the part of the story. Didn't you want them to at least? Didn't you want them to at least kiss? Yeah, but you know what? In the end, there were these Japanese cherry blossom petals that show up in the background. The only other time that that shows up in the game is when you marry a couple in Terrytown. Oh, yes, and then another completely optional no. side quest that you can completely. Miss. Oh yes, I. Oh jeez, and then there's also the Lord of the Mountain. Yeah. Oh, Jason, you can ride a yep. bear. You can mount a bear, tame it, and ride it around as your steed. Like a Kazakh. Like yep. right? Oh, you also you also can jump on the back of a Lionel and mount it. He doesn't let you keep stay up there anyway, much long. Makes sense. So, anything else you want to say, Breath of Wild, about the ending, since that's what we're talking about? Yes, I love Zelda's ugly smile at the end. <laughs> I love, I love... She kind of has an awkward smile. She, ugly smile? She's a total Zelda is a total yeah. geek. Hold on, hold on. Zelda is a total geek, a total nerd. I love her Zelda so much. Yeah. Smile. So in the memories, you see her like doing her court I'm a princess smile a lot. And you could tell like it's kind of fake. Mm -hmm. It's it's what um like what's it called? Beauty Queen smiles. Yikes. But at the very end, she kind of gives like an off an awkward big grin smile. I think that's the first time she's ever genuinely smiled. Like with teeth? And I love that Link. It's that. Yeah. She looks like gold. And like it's kind of like asymmetrical and stuff like that. She looks like gold. Kind of, yeah. It's an yeah. ugly smile. But, you know, I think that's the first time she ever had a genuine smile. Because, like, the story was is that her mom died when she was really young. Aww. And it was before her mom could teach her how to connect to her goddess power. So her dad, the whole time, is like, you got to connect to the goddess power. You are failing because you are not right now. Oh, my God. And you need to go and, like, risk your life and climb up cold mountains and, like, get hypothermia and stuff like that so you can get goddess power. 
Oh, and stop researching. Stop being a scientist. That's an that's an a hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's so Hermione Grant. Uh, Hermione, 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 Hermione Granger. Hermione, yeah, Hermione, yeah. Or as I call her phonetically, Hermione or Hermione. Hermione. Yeah. I so want to play the game of Zelda and Link going around rebuilding things. That would be such a fun game. Yeah. Like a a, a Zelda building game, a Zelda Sim City. (laughs) We go by and you're rebuilding the world after the defeating Ganon. Okay. Let's say let's say it's a co-op game yeah. that you could play online. Are you Zelda or are you Link? Or I'm Zelda. Who's Zelda? Who's Link? You or me? I'm Zelda. You're Zelda? I'm Link. Why wouldn't you want to be the mage princess? Because I'm so ready to be Zelda. And her outfits oh. are awesome. <laughs> she has the best outfits. Don't worry, I'll protect you. <laughs> She's a self-rescuing princess. So... In the trailer for Breath of the Wild 2, Link's hand glows blue. What do you think that's about? Wow. I had a I had a thought at the time. Or healing? Oh. Uh, it yeah, like who comes Oh, it's a boomerang hand. Like Mega Man. <laughs> no, Bionic Commando. Yeah. Oh, Bionic Commando's awesome. Good callback. You're so old. I love that about you. I I'm ancient. Also, do you think Hyrule Castle is going to lift to the sky? Do you think it's going to rise? Or do you think the earthquake that happened is like it going to be torn apart? Like an explosion? Uh, no clue. No clue. Yeah, I, I can't tell. Because a spire starts to rise. But what do you think about the hand? I have no idea. I think the thing that Ganondorf is in... Because when he's a human, he's Ganondorf. When he's like an entity, he's Ganon. Okay. Yes. But the 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 thing that Ganondorf is in is in. I think it's in like some kind of time spell or something. I think demise, which is kind of the name of the an evil entity of reincarnation that keeps getting born in Ganon. Because it's not always Ganon that's the bad guy. Sometimes it's an evil wizard or something like that. But it's always demise is the like the devil god or something like that that's the black part of the of the triforce yeah i think that could be it well there is the evil goddess statue in breath of the wild demise that's how you yeah but it's a really evil see i think of like i I, because you have to remember it's a japanese game it's the reincarnation okay it's the reincarnation of the mass salesman yeah, but like it's a Japanese game, so sometimes like an evil. It says it's evil. It, you know, in like Western culture, we think of like evil. We think of like demons and like hell and stuff like that. But sometimes, like in Japanese culture, evil just means like tricky. <sighs> That's what it is. It is a is... Or trickster and stuff like that. All right. You know, it, it's not. It's not a devil. We're gonna have to do this again because we're coming up on two hours. I'm gonna. And I gotta go make two hours. <laughs> yeah, we're coming up on two hours. Yeah. Yeah, she's gonna and listen to this for two hours. Whoever listened to the last one that was two hours long. Yeah, fair point. Think about the poor smuck that has to edit this. Um and then write up show notes. Um The Hyrule Warriors. Good point. You get to play oh who's the who's the chick from the desert? Who's the who's so sassy? Oh um, gosh, Naburu? Yes. No, no, it's not Nibiru. Yeah, Nibiru is the one from Ocarina of Time. 
Oh gosh, I I should have looked this up beforehand. It is. No, no, you're not allowed to do research beforehand. No. Okay, so the bird is ravioli or revolvi or whatever. Revolvi, because. Um, Mifa. Revolvi. That's how it's pronounced in the game. But I call them ravioli. Uh, <laughs> there's Mifa, and I can't remember her name. <laughs> What's her name? But I saw I saw a trailer of her just going through I, I picture- hordes of ninjas. That was an in- oh Bre- yeah oh god Breath of the Wild that was an interesting side quest of of um, of of the with the sneaking the, with the ninjas up in the with the Yiga clan yeah that was an interesting um but anyway I didn't see the uh, the blue hand I'm looking at the thing there's no blue hand it's it's in a frame yeah I mean there's a blue hand but it's not Link it's it's some other thing. I thought that was Link reaching down. Could be somebody else. No, no, because it, when you look behind, yeah, it could be. No, you're talking about the blue hand that's holding on to Ganondorf. Come here, nerds. Yeah, that. So there's a different blue hand. Okay, I'm I'm talking about when Link reaches down, his hand kind of turns blue for a second. Here's the twist. What if Breath of the Wild Two is nothing but a giant dungeon crawl? Okay. How dare you? Like Baldur's Gate. I would love that, honestly, because like if the up of yeah, because, like, if Above Ground is now monster-free because, you know, like, all the monsters were tied to Ganon because he would cause those blood moons, which terrified me oh, like, when it first happened. I was like, is the game ending right now? So, yeah, Jason. Is it? <laughs> I was thinking about... Here's the mechanism for that. In Breath of the Wild, um, when you kill monsters, they stay dead. So if you come back, they don't keep respawning. But every month or some sort of time in the game, um, there's a blood moon. And everything you killed is respawned, but stronger. So, like, and this is how they balance it. If you go into a region, so, like, how to let people go into any region. So they don't, the monster's strength is based on, the monster's strength are based on how many you've killed. So if you don't kill any monsters, all the monsters stay weak. But the more monsters you kill, the respawn monsters will get stronger and stronger as you go into new regions. So anyway. There, go on. Yeah, that, that blue hand. That is clearly the hand that was holding down. Yeah, just in one thing, Link is like squinting. Ganondorf. It looks like Link's hand. It's the same. No, I know, but like it possessed his hand. It's like the same design. Because it's the same... Well, it's the same uh, swirly spiritual stuff. Is that even Link? Yeah, yeah, yes. He's wearing the blue tunic. It's totally Link. Mm, could be. He's wearing the blue tunic. Yeah. Good Ash, bad Ash. I'm the one with the gun, right? You just take a chainsaw to that. See, Link's hand, the blue hand, possesses his hand. Could be Zelda's hand. Could be Zelda's hand. It's not Zelda's hand. Then potentially. There's Zelda. Bye, Zelda. Except Zelda's not at the ledge. Anyway, she's she's leaving. Um, so the blood moon, you're actually only partially correct. Um, so the blood moon me- mechanism is that when you go through the world, as you open treasure chests, as you cut down trees, as you kill monsters, the game remembers, but it can only remember so much. So to keep the game from crashing, they have the blood moon to reset it. So it's, uh, it's based on how many monsters you kill. So if you go out and you just kill, 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 you'll get a blood moon really fast. Oh. If you never do, if you don't, it just 
kind of sits there. It's that side quest in that first. Okay. There, because there's this one guy that talks about studying the moon. I always thought there was going to be a side quest there. But who's in charge of the moon? Yeah, there's a there's a shrine. Uh, who's in charge of the moon? Yeah. Ganon, kind of. Um, it turns red, and then the, all the monsters respawn. Yeah. So who set that up? Somebody set that up. Back stronger. Again, and, and, and then Zelda Zelda tells you to hurry your ass up. Demise. Yeah, demise is the evil spirit going around. All right. Yeah. So the moon's evil? Which links back to Skyward Sword. No, I think it's just it's just a trigger, let them know in the game. Um, yeah. But the, also the monsters get stronger. We should, we should do this. Yeah. The more, I guess, not shrines, but when you kill the divine beasts, when you like or like go through their temples and stuff like that, they do get a bit stronger after those as well. Purify it. Yeah. So expect you if you can get all the way through, you know. But yeah, okay. as uh, Carl was saying, if you actually don't fight, they won't get that much stronger. Mm. All right. Uh, but your weapons also won't get stronger. So let's wrap this up because I think we could do a whole other podcast on just Breath of the Wild because we haven't even talked about cooking. Yeah. We haven't even talked about guard master sword weapon breaking guardians master swords. There's so much we haven't covered there. All right. The first time in uh, link to the past. Okay. Awesome. Jason, I got to wrap this up. I got places to be. It's been two hours. Made me cry. All right. All right. All right. We'll have it back on. We'll, we'll have it back on. Plus I, there ain't no way. I don't know. Well, did you even ask? Did you invite? I'm trying to get to that. Jason. Jeez. All right. <laughs> Um, well, what'd you think? Let's, all right, Jason's let the cat out of the bag. How was it? Breath of the Wild. I love it. (laughs) I think I still prefer Majora's Mask, but Breath of the Wild is definitely up there. Oh, do you, do you want to come back for, for, you want to come back for another? How was the podcast? How? (laughs) Oh, that. Um, oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Podcast is great. I'm, I'm trying not to like talk over you guys, but. Oh, well. okay. like you said, you'll edit things out, right? Do. Yeah, <laughs> jump in. Don't hold back. All right. <laughs> yeah. So this is the point in time where we tell people how to find us. This has been the Know It All and the Optimist podcast with special guest Sarah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm Walther. Find me at Von Walther on all the social medias. Uh-huh. That's Jason over there. Find him at Von Walther at all the social medias. Uh, yep, bug game. We have an email address if you wanted to send us nasty comments, um, sunshineandknowledge at gmail.com. So all your comments about why we got things wrong, please write in so we can make fun of you. Uh, Sarah, you want to promote anything? Oh, yeah. There's going to be a lot for me. You want to promote anything? Uh, Stay in school, kids, I guess. Yeah. And become an accountant. No. I mean, (laughs) uh, yeah, if, if you're looking to hire an accountant in the Washington State area, uh, let me know because <laughs> I'm graduating soon. <laughs> how would they do that? How would they? I'll talk video games with you all day. How would they reach you? Yes, uh, I guess I'll give Carl my LinkedIn. All right. Uh, I don't want to get a lot of hate, so maybe not my Facebook yet, but yeah, all I right. can give that. That's cool. Um, with all fifteen our regular listeners. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Somehow I don't know if any of them will be like CEO to like. Or like a chairman to EY or something like that. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) All right. Uh, 
This is where the exit music goes. We'll find some sort of after show someplace else. And we definitely need to talk about video games another time. All right. Stopping recordings. Okay. Anything else, Jason? Yeah. No, we're good. Later. All right. Bye. Yes. Uh, one question. Why are you guys talking about Zelda? What? Why are you guys talking about Zelda? Because that's what we're talking about. Oh. I gotta go. Okay, I love you. Jason. What's up? When were you born? 81. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're not that far off, buddy. You're a millennial. Right? You're like, you're like 79, right? Yeah. I, I, yeah. You're a millennial and I am not. I mean, I'm in the, I'm in a weird spot. No, you're, no, no, no. Millennials start in 90. I mean, millennials start in 80. Dude, I, I know the internet too, but I'm saying I, I fall personally kind of somewhere in the weird, in a weird spot. I've taught teenagers my whole life. It keeps the youthful impression. Those tears <laughs> off a of test, yeah. it does wonders for wrinkles. Yeah, I bet. You, you, you collect the tears of students and it does wonders. You learn that from mm. Gannon? Jeez. I, you know, my dark heart. I, Slytherin. Come on, Slytherin. Um, well... Jason, you're not in the dock. But if you... Oh, it's, it's on my phone. Oh, never. Okay, so how are you going to correct my spelling? <laughs> I'll see if I can find another way in. All right, I'm recording on this computer. If you guys could... I see recording. If you guys could start... Wait, am I supposed to, am I supposed to record? It would be nice. No. Okay. Well, yeah. Not on Zoom, though. You gonna let me? You may not be able to on Zoom. No, no, no. Just do a local recording. Uh, wait, are you on your phone? Yeah, I'm on my phone. Don't worry about it. Forget about it. Fantastic. Yeah. That was the right answer. Good job, bro. You passed. I'm gonna sigh heavily, though. Top marks. <laughs> uh, yeah. Remind me again why I work. Remind me again why I work with you. Uh, conscience, probably. Someone else waking up at seven a.m. Ha, ha, ha.